On today's episode, we're going to be talking about The Good Doctor, and a familiar topic, the coronavirus, because Season 4, Episode 1 starts off with the pandemic. We're set in February 26, 2020, one week before California's state of emergency, so I assume they're in California. Yep. Okay. And Patient Zero comes in, they're coughing particles all over this Starbucks or wherever they are getting coffee. And then, less, and I looked it up, less than 100 people actually had it in the U.S. at that point. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the first. And I think the point of this episode, because it says it's made up, it says it's there to honor the doctors and the nurses, the healthcare workers, the heroes who've been fighting this thing for the last eight months. That's what the cast and crew has basically said. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to have some gripes with this episode. That doesn't mean I didn't like it as a whole. But there were certainly some moments where I thought that the doctors were bad doctors, not good doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you get, like, a connecting type of feel? Yeah, it's like ER, it's like Grey's Anatomy, where all the stories are interlaced together. Or even, like, Scrubs episodes that are supposed to be pretty emotional, where you'll get, like, three patients and we'll follow those three patients throughout the storyline. I wanted to ask really fast, is it like Sherlock, where, like, you start to see the equations, like, on screen? No, so the autistic... Sean character, Norman Bates. Freddie Highmore, yeah. Yeah, who also showed up as a producer of this episode, I think. Okay. or And then also Daniel Day Kim, who I think is from Lost. Yeah, Daniel Day Kim, he bought the rights for it um, after he the South. He bought the rights Yeah, because this used to be a South Korean. Yeah, that flashed drama. really late. It said this used to be a Korean TV show, and I was like, well, that's interesting. So he's autistic in the Korean show as well? Uh, I didn't check. You didn't check too much about the no. Korean show? Okay, that's all right. Um, and then we have I- Aisha from Misfits and Lovesick. Uh, she plays Claire. And um, later on in the episode, she gets angry at Sean because he is uh, going off about how everybody's like him now because the mask that everybody's wearing right. makes it so that no one can really tell anyone's emotions anymore. Just a quick fact about her. Her name is Antonia Thomas, and she actually was the narrator for, I believe, more than 100 episodes of the Teletubbies, <laughs> which I found funny. Was there a kid narrator? I never watched the Teletubbies. Yeah, me neither. Are you talking about that, like, sun baby that comes up at the beginning? (laughs) I don't think that that was her. Is that (laughs) her? Okay. Um, Yeah, so let me get into the episode. This patient comes in. It's the same one we see at the very beginning coughing up a storm at the um, coffee shop, right? Mm -hmm. She's getting everyone sick. Uh, She goes into, like, a clinic, and she says she has a sore throat. Now, this is where my first problem comes with the episode, because the doctor doesn't immediately say, okay, we'll do a strep test. They instead say, um, you'll be fine in a week or two, and then they kind of just let her go. Like, they bring up COVID saying, like, I think I might have it. And she's like, well, you haven't been to China, so we're going to dismiss that out of hand. And that's fine, because obviously this was too early to really think. Yeah, that's acceptable. But to not go through the proper steps to actually diagnose whether or not it's a proper cold or if it's strep throat, which you would actually need something to take. Right, of course, yeah. Some antibiotics. Um, so they just let her go. And then two, two weeks later, she's back in the hospital on a ventilator and I'm like, time to sue the hospital. Was it, was it like a, <laughs> was it a cut? Like you saw her leave and then straight to her being in a ventilator or was it more just like you saw? Yeah, it was supposed to be pretty abrupt. So like, it was like, well, this is the same person. Um, it was pretty obvious she was going to die pretty early on. It was like the mom's going to die. Um, and, uh, her daughter is there and she's taking it pretty hard. They kind of milk that a lot because her daughter keeps on showing up outside the hospital for various reasons throughout the episode. First to drop off some stuff for her mom. They don't allow her inside. Then um, to alert 
her of the mom's passing, they go outside. They also take off their masks to tell her. And I know that they're trying to do bedside manner outside the hospital, but it feels like they could still speak through their masks to her. And I think that's what they do at hospitals. I don't think they ever really take them off. Um, and then they ask, she also asked for her mom's Netflix back and they're keeping all the COVID patient stuff until the end of the pandemic at that time. And, uh, then Aisha Taylor's, um, wait, sorry. What was your name? Uh, Antonio Thomas. Antonio Thomas's character, Claire goes in and gets the necklace for her at the end. And she sees a ghost from, I assume a person from a previous season. Yeah. His name was Dr. Neil Melendez, who was played by Nicholas Gonzalez, who I believe was a main character in mental. But... I haven't, I, yeah, I haven't watched the other seasons of the show, the first three, but I do, do remember in like promotions that he was one of the main characters in this show as well. Yeah. In this show. And he also Melrose Place 2009 in border town. Uh, he had a big storyline last season, which ended in him dying in the season finale. I assume so. He yeah. got like part of a building, I think, like on him okay so it's like an er death yeah and he was beyond repair like they kind of, he, he was beyond he's not a his bowels were beyond repair like they gross. got some of the doctors to try and like help him but Just stitch him back up together yeah. those and bowels I, can be pretty and i believe claire brown was a love interest as you were kind of saying um and they like kind of professed each other's love by the very end and he died mm-hmm. so that was the season three finale well, that's like Grace anatomy there where you got negan dying in season yeah. two <laughs> so do you know any information before covid hit what the storyline would have continued to be no i tried to look up a lot of information just about the show in general and there wasn't that much on this season i think that the writers are doing and just like the producers are like we don't want to give anything away but what i do know is that freddie highmore said that uh covid or the pandemic is not going to be the central storyline of the show in Even fact though it was for this episode yeah in fact this was only supposed to be one episode um but it's going to be a two-parter because, because they were just like there's so much like stuff that they felt like they have to cover at the end of this episode it segues into like the um next time on yeah good doctor and it's a nurse we see in this episode and she gets pretty sick so the whole hospital is pretty involved with her treatment this season is supposed to introduce some new first year residents that sean is supposed to teach i was just wondering if they introduce anyone like that uh not to my knowledge it did concentrate on sean a lot like when we see him he's uh he's got this like cadence while he talks and i think that's his equivalent of okay i'm autistic (laughs) yeah um he also does a good job of kind of not realizing emotions like i think he's done that in other characters so it comes naturally to him yeah the show like his performance in general has been praised like critically acclaimed but it has gotten some backlash kind of for the way that they treat his autism they feel like it's stereotypical and too tv like yeah it is very tv like in certain points like he's very not nervous about or he's he's very open about sex but he's very nervous about talking about missing someone like he's like why does my mind miss her if i know that when i see her i'll get sick and it's like i feel like even an autistic person who's on the level that he is with savant syndrome he would understand after weeks and weeks and weeks of missing that person from covid why he was missing was he speaking about leia during that time yeah leia's his girlfriend and they have simulated sex through the phone or they start to (laughs) um it's yeah that goes on for a while and they make a few jokes about it because he's again super open about it and he talks to his friend park do you know his character they room together now because of the covid thing and they don't want to see their families 
I, I was just going to ask that, um, it, well, I was going to say that the show didn't necessarily get panned for it, but kind of audiences were a little sad that it took three years for that relationship between Sean and Leia to kind of blossom, and it was supposed to be like the big thing by the finale, um, and now that they're finally together, it's like they had to be apart again because of the whole entire COVID um, well, that's not their fault. COVID was Right, exactly. Fault. <laughs> and I'm saying that it wasn't... They weren't necessarily mad about it. Was it was like when Jim show. and Pam got together, but they actually threw them together and they were together for the rest of the series. Yeah, and that's kind of high more uh, like commented on that. I said that's definitely a challenge for Sean and Leia at the beginning of season four. Now that they've just about figured out that the two of them want to give their relationship a go and move it past the early stage of relationship into something a little bit more mature, there's a much bigger obstacle that comes up and is put in their way. And it oddly reminds me of kind of Friends... Yeah, but unlike Ross and Rachel, they're not breaking these two up in the first episode. They're just kind of keeping them separated from but interacting. You, uh, but you, do you ever see them in the same scene, or is it just completely... Yeah, of course, um, they're constantly talking to each other, like, over phone and Skype and stuff. Right, but are they in the same room is what I'm asking. There's a part at the very end where they're talking through a door, because she got him a mask that could uh, not hurt his ears. <laughs> like, like Frozen, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um the thing that you mentioned earlier about them wanting to check off a bunch of boxes of stuff for COVID, and that's why they extended it to two episodes, right. I definitely got that because <laughs> I literally wrote down, I was like, running out of tests, check. PPE, low supply, check. Uh, that's personal protective equipment. They even said it in the show. Mm -hmm. um, elective surgeries can wait till after they have pand pandemic. So people were coming in there asking for things that they don't necessarily yeah. need, right. check. Uh, doctors quarantining from family slash patients. We just talked about Park mm -hmm. and Sean. Check. Uh, also, the older doctor, um, what's his name? The one who runs the hospital? Uh, Aaron Glassman. Yeah, he actually wasn't in the hospital because of his age group, and he was just working from home, and then he ended up playing poker, and they were showing a fracture between him and his wife because he didn't want to just do a bunch of fun stuff, and she did, um, but he was kind of being a dick about it. Uh, so I don't know what the, the I guess that's just another check family drama um, and then doctors having pictures on their outfits I know that's true that they did that because of the mask they were wearing all the right. time check people on ventilators check wow but so it, uh, just like I mean yeah really... it, it felt like they were trying to make sure everything was in there and if you want to get the real sense of a hospital without the dramatic music and the heightened story just watch Lennox Hill because they did a COVID episode and you actually saw some patients and it was much more effective because it was real, at least when you saw a sick patient talking to their family member. In this, it felt milked. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Um, David Shore has developed the show, and I'll... I'll What's he been in other stuff? Because David Shore is very familiar. Yeah, he's worked on House, Battle Creek, yeah, Sneaky Pete. Uh, he even won uh, the 2005 Emmy for writing in a drama series for House. Yeah, so um, I just on the, on the thing of that... Um, so with Sean, he has like a house moment where at the very beginning of the episode, we see one of the patients that's going to be one of the central figures of the episode. He sees him and immediately diagnoses him with COVID because of a chest x-ray that he sees. You can't do that. Like no, even a genius doctor, I get that like the signs are there for COVID, but the idea of not actually getting a microbiological test 
I looked it up. You need to be able to determine it that way. So was it just like so was it literally just one X-ray? And he's like, "You have COVID," or did they? Yeah, they did it in like a robot voice too. He was like, "You have COVID." Blah 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 blah. Only come back if you show symptoms and you can't breathe. And I was like, "Well, first of all, that's really dismissive. Secondly, I saw that chest X-ray for like two seconds. It looks super cloudy. You would not be just letting this guy go home yet, even if it was early in the pandemic. And also, you didn't even recommend. He he was like, "There is no treatment. Just go home." And it was like even then the doctors would recommend you take Tylenol for pain or right, something, something yeah. it, it, they were just trying to make it super abrupt and I get that hospitals were were busy and at a loss as to what to do but having no guidance for patients felt a little uh, it felt like bad doctoring well David Shore said that he kind of ran into an obstacle obviously just with COVID but he said there was a number of discussions in the writer rooms at the very beginning um, they felt like they were at a disadvantage because they didn't know how it was going to end and mm. again they didn't want to well, make it well it hasn't ended main, yeah. exactly so, and they didn't want to make it the main storyline so that's where which is kind interesting of, that they went so hardcore in the first episode like they were they did not shy away from this thing at all so it did make it seem like it was going to be a factor throughout the rest of the season um another thing i wanted to point out was like on one hand you had multiple doctors park sean almost everybody uh claire staying away like fastidiously making sure that they didn't even see their uh, loved ones and that they were rooming away from them never got in contact and we were supposed to be like wow that's credible on them because they have to do all this they're making a huge sacrifice which they are but then you have this short exchange where this doctor continually finds herself about to go into an elevator and she has a mask on but there's this lady in the elevator there and she's like are you a doctor please let me go first because i don't don't want to get sick and the first time she does but then the second time we're supposed to be annoyed at the lady in the elevator for asking her to wait because she's a doctor for some reason and she just marches in there and she's like wear a mask and it was like you spent half this episode pointing out why people should be very careful. Right, yeah. What if it was your mom? Like, what if that lady was your mom? She could be. And and uh, and she just kind of like, as an audience member, the story was conflicting with what it was teaching you earlier. And yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> and I, I want to ask kind of on that front, it's definitely a medical drama. That's what it's described as. But I know that I've seen a couple of different clips. They have funny moments, but this seemed like it was taking this season on a darker path. Were there still these funny moments that were happening? Or Sean drinking orange juice at the beginning. Um, I guess the scenes with Leo were played for laughs when he was talking to her on the phone. Park was also in the room talking to his son, and he was just like, yeah, I love sex. That's what I'm missing is the sex part. And I was like, okay, okay. All right, uh, guys. You, you mentioned the show's music earlier. They actually got someone named Dan Romer to do the music. He's an Oscar-nominated folk composer, and he's worked on Beast of the Southern Wild, Beast of No Nation, Chasing Coral, that was the documentary, Skin, those were all movies, and the television show Maniac, and even the video game Far Cry 5. So it seems like he has a lot of things under his belt. But I can't... Did, did. It felt typical. It felt yeah. like an ER and Grey's Anatomy type thing. It didn't feel special. It didn't feel like I walked away from that being like, the music was amazing. No, it, it felt like I was watching a medical drama and uh, they were playing it up for the drama. Um, so the guy who he originally dismisses and says, come back if you actually have symptoms or like if you're coughing a lot or something, right. actually comes back his wife on his wife's insistent and Sean is kind of dismissing him again. And again, if you're supposed to be a savant doctor and you're dealing with this type of pandemic and you're not seeing the signs that this guy should be brought in when he's like coughing up a storm, it just felt weird. The medical terminology in the show 
bar none, really good. Like, great job on that front. Uh, I was going to say. Um, and overall, again, I, I enjoyed the episode because I got what they were saying. And there were emotional points where the the people were talking on Skype with one another. And the guy was like, I don't think I'm going to come up. People who go on ventilators aren't coming out. And there was also this really cool thing where they were making people prone because that was supposed to be one of the early ways that they could treat people who couldn't breathe. Yeah. They would flip them over. And there was this pregnant lady that Park was working with. And she, uh, they, they flipped her over, but they used a, a massage bed that was usually for pregnant ladies in order to do it because mm-hmm. otherwise her belly, like they couldn't, right, couldn't yeah. have her on top of her belly. Yeah. It was Park you said that uh, spoke to his uh, wife over the... Not his wife, his son. Oh, his son? Yeah, because his son was graduating high school, I think. Yeah. um, He had talked to his wife earlier in the episode to simply say, like, I'm not coming home. And that actually was kind of a little bit of a surprise. They were bringing back that character from the first season. They left. Surprisingly, I didn't know this. Around 20 characters, for one reason or another, have actually left the show just... Well, when you kill off one character, you have to bring back an old one. That's right. the rule. Well, and that's the thing, because uh, Shore said he was always open to bringing back Neil. Even when they were killing him off in season three, he was like, hey, this isn't a show where death means that you're done. But he wasn't expecting him to bring him back the next episode. Yeah, so it, it, it seemed very, like, the thing that Neil says at the very end is, like, it'll get better. Or, like, yeah, like, yeah. some sort of relief to all the depression that had gone on in that episode and you could tell claire was sad the entire episode she didn't do much except for mope and and try to treat that one lady who died now did the show feel spread out because i know when i was watching this is us um like it felt like even though they incorporated it into the story that there was like a very much a difference in the show and i know you saw the pilot to this right um i don't remember seeing the pilot oh, okay. to it. it was such a long time ago but when I watched this episode, it felt like the entire thing was the pandemic. There was no separation from the pandemic at all. Oh, well, I meant like from the characters themselves, like the way they filmed it with the whole six feet. Oh, there no, the that was weird. So, yeah, it felt like it would had been filmed very recently and everybody was together and they were walking around. So I, there was no space. It was no social distance show. Right, yeah. And it's better than social distance. <laughs> I know that the show was a put pilot, which basically means you air the pilot um, when you haven't really made the rest of the show just randomly like one night. And then if it does well, uh, then you're able to get like an actual series order. Do you want to guess what the viewership number was for the first episode? The first episode ever? Yeah, I'll give you a hint. It was, it was 14 good. million. Oh, a little below that. 11.22 million. Okay. Um, and ever since then, I think that the second season got around 7.5 million. Yeah, it dropped off a little 6. bit. 6.5 million. This one had low rating, which is still good for a show. I it think came it out on like, the day of the election. So yeah, there wasn't going to be a big audience. I think it has like around 4.5 to 5 million. So. Also, it's funny that with the election, everybody's freaking out. And they're like, hey, what can we turn to to like <laughs> take us, distract us? And they yeah. turn to this episode and it's super depressing. It goes back to the whole entire thing about the fact of like TV being escape for people i know that the show had trouble well they actually said in the second episode like the one that's coming up mm-hmm. that there's going to be dealing with the protests so they will be um, bringing up other things that okay. happened over the the break yeah and i know that the show had trouble filming in vancouver originally they i think they were supposed to start filming in august but vancouver um has actually been doing really good with the coronavirus but nice. they were kind of lax on their um like testing and everything they're like you don't have to be as rigorous as you are and then the doc- good doctor people were like no we want to be testing because most shows that are filming during this time have 
I believe three tests a week for the crew for the cast members and then one test a week for the crew members and Vancouver was like you don't have to do that and the good doctor was very very like no we have to so there was a lot of escalated tensions I think around July 31st is when they let everyone go on the good doctor and including the crew but they were able to work it out I believe in September and they hired everyone back and they were able to start filming again that's so. good yeah Sean's character is supposed to be a savant but he is practiced enough in medicine that he can adapt to situations and he doesn't freeze up i think that was one of the concerns with his character for the from the other doctors before they gained trust in him um but in this episode he was complaining about the thing behind his ears the two masks he has to wear and i'm just and his girlfriend gives him the little device that helps him attach the masks after weeks and weeks of this i'm pretty sure other hospital people would have done that and he would have just adapted that by then but again that's picking i'm being pedantic i guess yeah yeah well i actually i was trying to research on the show to see if any like doctor has watched the show i remember dr mike said that it was kind of accurate dr. Mike, the guy from youtube yeah yeah i, right. I watched that one and then there was uh and they had this like rating of one through ten for other tv shows as to how close um, actual medical shows are this rated a six out of ten which was above house but below scrubs but i believe scrubs was like a nine out of ten something crazy well the pilot of scrubs i know was actually filmed with a bunch of doctors on because it was based on a real person yeah um at least the first episode so i think by the end of the series it wasn't a nine out of ten <laughs> or i don't think it would be rated a nine out of ten a lot of people find the u.s version of the show better they think the south korean version uh relied a lot on the romance and yeah but most south korean shows do lean into that type of and, that, and that's why I even wrote down here uh, people on Reddit forums mostly believe the American version is better but also South Korea and US have different ways of going about making series in fact I think that South Korea is also the place that like will let you run your entire series and then that's it like you don't yeah really it'll get be like up. a one season thing and then they'll switch and the same actors and actresses will jump into the next series right. as well and it's, it's an interesting platform and I can see why people like it uh, one thing I want to point out about the cliffhanger to this episode because they did have one was that there was a patient who comes in who says i'm i don't have covid they believe him he he is sent to the ward that doesn't deal with covid patients turns out he's asymptomatic and he definitely oh. has covid and the way they realize it is also through an x-ray so again i'm not astonished that doctors jump to you have covid but without an actual test it's weird to see them just saying okay that's for sure what you have at least it makes more sense later on in the pandemic to be doing that uh but yeah so he infects a ton of people he's the person who infects the nurse yeah. and has been around the whole ward so they have to go into some sort of lockdown and i thought it was a compelling cliffhanger because if they could do anything with that kind of reminds me be a huge outbreak yeah i was gonna say almost like the walking dead season four episode one where that one kid gets infected and he's inside the jail cell um, yeah or when they got to the um farm and they were all drinking the well water i thought that was how they were all going to get infected when they found out that there yeah. was a zombie at the bottom of it turns out they all had the virus just, the whole time yeah. yeah um i they also brought up rodriguez and jeter and which yankee they hate the most so i thought for a second i was like are they in boston right now and, but i guess it's still cali yeah i mean i think that they were just probably trying to put some humor in there it actually had the working title originally in the south korean version of the green scalpel um the shot green scalpel scalpel yeah that's weird does the character in south korea he plays autistic as well right well i'm not sure because it says shion worked in a pediatric hospital uh a children's hospital they changed sean to Xion. uh no Xion to sean but no, yeah. but that yeah yeah and then the sean murphy that's, that's funny sean murphy works in a general teaching hospital this allows him to meet with more patients that's how uh, some people were justifying it okay. the show has a like 
pretty good uh, IMDb score, an 8.2 out of 10 with 57,950 people uh, who reviewed it. But the Rotten Tomatoes score is a little different. It's still a tomato, but it's 63%. Uh, again, Freddy's High and Wars performance is praised. I but feel like it'd be easy to binge. Like, if you weren't really paying attention to what you're doing, if you're doing your homework by the side of the... Uh, if you're cooking or something, like, you could just play this in the background. You would get the characters pretty quickly. It would be like watching a house marathon, but with less, like... Hugh Laurie. I'm not sure how many episodes this season's supposed to have. I know that the previous three had uh, 18, um, and usually it has a mid-season finale after the 10th episode. Uh, and the second season mid-season finale is called Quarantine. It came out on December 3rd, 2018, and it dealt with two passengers who uh, were dealing with an airborne infection. Okay, so, so that's similar in the fact that they had to quarantine. All the doctors must have been in, like, hazmat suits and stuff. Yeah, and I think it was a highly, like, rated episode. Yeah, like it seems like a lot of doctor shows do a quarantine episode. Another thing that they always do, which I found funny, because there was a clinical trial that's running in the show for COVID patients, and I think that Park tries to get the pregnant lady into it because she's on a ventilator now. And what it does is it, like, lowers your body temperature down to, like, a frozen level so that your organs don't get any worse. And then it keeps you alive somehow. But, again, it's a trial, so easily could go the wrong way. But I've seen it done in-house. I, like, <laughs> they did the same thing for a cancer patient in an early season where they lowered their her body temperature, probably even lower than they were planning to do so in this mm -hmm. trial, to a dangerous account, like, in the first season. Right, and, yeah. and it just reminded me of, like, how often shows tend to follow each other's patterns after a while. Yeah. The other last thing I wanted to mention about the character who Sean diagnosed with COVID so early and then who ended up going on the ventilator and his wife was very sad. Well... <laughs> During one of the saddest parts where something like he, he he was getting worse and he's talking to his wife and dramatic music is playing. And then suddenly this loud celebration music comes blasting on in the background and the wife's like, what's going on? And he's like, someone's leaving the hospital. And, you know, oh, you've yeah. seen all those TikTok videos yeah. where people are like, he's 108 and he survived COVID yeah. and he's being like wheeled out. And it's like that's happening at the same time as <laughs> other people are getting like seriously ill. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I, read about I, that. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say one thing I forgot to mention about the whole Vancouver thing is that the uh, whole cast and crew did quarantine for two weeks afterwards. That's another reason why Vancouver was like, we think you're good. Um, Perfect. But yeah, except for that, I think... So they're done filming though? Uh, I believe so. Okay, you just don't know how many episodes yeah. but they're done filming. Cool. That's what I got. Well, I feel like that completes today's episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.